Wake up, wake up, wake up, everybody. This is Jay Baker, a.k.a. Jay Life, picking you up once again for a morning ride. I am excited about um, things to come and just looking forward to some new new experiences, um, which I'll get into, you know, a little bit later. But I wanted to take a time, and first of all, let me think or thank um, Life Without Limits Institute, everybody who's been supporting via Facebook and Twitter and now on Instagram and also um, We Family Media Group, We Family Radio, Tyrone Sullivan, the big brother, just trying to make sure that um, everybody gets their just due and get all their props. But sincerely, um, thank you to everyone who's been supporting us and who... um, has just shared with us or shared their experiences or given any type of support in any way over the years. I I really appreciate it. Um, But I want to go ahead and get into this topic. It looks like there's uh, an accident or something that's holding up traffic. So I got a little bit of time before I get to the office. I want to talk about how I recently had a conversation. I was actually teaching a class last night, and I had a conver- and the conversation kind of went into the direction or went in the direction of talking about the youth and the young people and you know some of our older um, you know students, you know, they were just going on and on about what young people do and don't do and should do but won't do and all of this and all of that and I you know and some things you know as far as what they do and don't do it's obvious so you know I agree in terms of what they do or don't do but I also had to make the point that they are doing either what we do or they're doing what the older generation um, has failed, you know, to keep them from doing or failed to teach them not to do. So what I'm noticing is that most times people, we look at the younger generation and we look at other people and we're looking at, you know, some things, yeah, it's, it's the media, you know, sometimes, you know, the media is putting out images, it's putting out ideas, it's putting out things where, you know, our generation, you know, learned differently from the previous generation because we got so much information through television. Whereas with now, with the internet and cell phones and that sort of thing, the younger generation, the millennials and younger, they are getting a hundred times that information because they're constantly on their phones or constantly getting information and a lot of that information is from each other right they're, they're setting trends they're getting information they're hearing stuff and it's and it's usually from other youth other kids right so everything that they learn is not going to be polished it's not going to be mannerable it's not going to be you know quote unquote right it's not going to be because they are sharing this information so fast 
that it's 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 almost impossible to stop it or prevent it once it goes out okay now here's the issue with that yes the the youth they are picking up some bad habits in some regards they're learning they're they're not they may not have as much grit and what i mean by grit they may not have as much resilience they may not have as much of a work ethic as the previous generations um they may their attention span may be a little bit different or or a lot shorter i should say but at the same time my 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 argument to these older people was who put all of this in in their reach who created this world for them to do these things it's like you can't really fault a child for turning out a certain way when parents neglected to create boundaries or parents decided to go along with trends and now your 8-year-old needs a cell phone because other 8-year-olds have a cell phone at their school right it's like you can't you can't you can't judge a child on how the child was raised unless the child raised themselves and what what's happening now is a lot of youth they're doing things because they are left to their they're literally left to their devices they're left to their iPads they're left to their cell phones they're left to the internet they're left to whatever they can they can find out of these different platforms and they are basically responding accordingly why because many or most parents don't want to create any type of filter or or enforce any type of filter or consequence for you know certain content that they watch or certain things that they you know view on YouTube or Facebook or Instagram or wherever, right? It's like so if that's the case, of course, if there's if that's all they're watching or they're watching, you know, celebrities do certain things, then that's what they're going to want to be. They're going to want to be celebrities and therefore they're going to want that much more attention and they're going to do things to get that attention. To be honest, had something like this come out a generation or two earlier the question is would we or the generations before us be any different more than likely not i can remember when i was young and you know it was the music you know hip hop was growing and you know they you know the older generations were complaining about the music oh you know you guys listen to this music and it's all about drug dealing and raping and killing and all of this stuff and treating women a certain way and then then it you know then hip hop became profitable and now it's not about hip hop so much as it is about you know social media so i can only assume when social media becomes profitable enough for enough people they'll start talking about that and we'll blame the next new thing my question is when are we going to take responsibility for our own 
mess that we've made. You know, if we're looking at it as, you know, oh my God, this is just some terrible thing that's happened to our to our children. What I'm what I'm also realizing is that we are hands so hands off with our children that they they we really cannot expect them to do much more than what they're doing. What I mean is there are so many young black males who are out there and who are trying to do, you know, what they feel like it is to be a man and, and, and go into manhood. Why? Because either the men in their lives are absent or they're or their hands off. So, yeah, you know, this boy's father may not be around or this boy's father may be in jail for whatever reason or 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 dead. But the other men around him are not saying, you know what, let me show you how to approach things in a better way. Now, granted, there are special cases. There are some, you know, people and communities and families where they're really taking hold of their men and women and they're really saying look no we're going to show you a better way but on a grand scale that's not happening and so what's happening is they're trying to discover and understand and learn how to be a man from what they view on the internet or what they hear in the music or you know what they see you know from day to day and they're having to cipher through that the problem is if it's something if it's with our young men they're experimenting either on themselves or other young women, right? So they're experimenting on each other in, in terms of how to treat other men. They're experimenting on each other. Uh, you know, they're experimenting on the young women when it comes to how to treat women. Well, if mom and grandma, if they're, if they're bitter because they've had a terrible experience with men in the past, and that's all they're giving their young men is the words regarding that experience and the bitterness regarding that experience, then that young man is going to act accordingly. It's less likely that that young man is going to take that negative energy and regurgitate positive energy. You know, he's not going to say, man, you know what? My mom is right. My dad did her so wrong that I'm never going to treat another woman wrong. The issue is that's not the case because there isn't a man to teach him how to do right. He doesn't have an example, right? We all need examples. We all need to be taught. We all need to glean wisdom from those who came before us or those who are doing what we know we need to do. We all need that. So if you remove older men from our families and from our communities this is what you get you get youth who are trying to figure this out on their own i mean let's just be honest the church is afraid of them right the church wants to the church claims to want to reach these young young people and so what would they do they'll do something that uh the young people aren't interested in Right, they'll they'll stay within the four walls of the church. The people will stay within the four walls of the church, praying and begging God for the young people to come in. 
And then when the, if the young people come in, they still have nothing for them. I was talking to a young, young, a young guy, man. He, he's uh, actually a young minister. And he was talking about how he's working with his church. He's over the, the youth ministry and, you know, with the college age students. And he's trying to work with them to get some things going and moving. And so he was, uh, you know, I was like, okay, so what are some things that you're doing? You know, just having done that sort of thing in the past. And he was like, well, you know, we're going to put on this type of, you know, youth event um, at the church. And I, and I stopped him. I was like, say that again. He was like, yeah, you know, we're going to put on a youth event at the church. And, you know, we're going to have hip hop music and we're going to have this and we're going to have that. And I was like, well, why are you doing it at the church? And he was like, well, you know, we just got to, you know, that's where we want to bring them in. We want to really bring them in and get them get them amped up and really, you know, show them the Lord and, you know, show them how. And I was like, I said, nobody's coming to that. But the people who already go to that church. And I could see where he was getting a little offended, but I was explaining that if the church was the central location of the community still, then yeah, I could get that. You could put up one sign and say, hey, meet us here and this will happen and you know we're gonna have a great time but there's two things two th- one thing is there's so many churches that all it, there's so many churches that most of the youth are scattered amongst the churches so there's no solidarity there's no unity even the churches are competing with each other and the youth they're so brilliant and smart that they pick up they pick up on that and they say you know what I don't want to I don't want to be a part of that you know this is false this is funny this is just like how it is in the street my thing is they're right they're absolutely right when we come to how the church looks to the youth We don't look like we are on the same page. The other side of that is, my question was, why don't you go to where these young people are? And he was like, well, what do you mean? I was like, what do you mean? What do I mean? It's pretty plain and simple. Go to where they are if you're really trying to draw them in, if you're really trying to reach them. Stop waiting on them to come to you. I said, so why won't you go to their clubs and reach out to them at their clubs? Oh, man, well, you know, the temptation and this and that. And I'm like, okay, so all that means is that you're not serious about your agenda. You're not serious about what you say your goal is. You say your goal is to reach youth, but you're going to wait until the youth basically wake up and get saved and come out to your church? I was like, that doesn't even make sense. I was like, you know that doesn't work. You know that doesn't work. Who in their right mind would, in my case, if I were to say, yeah, man, I want to help people, you know, reach out to guys in prison, but I'm going to wait till they get out to reach them. That doesn't make sense. If that's the case, then I'm not reaching out to guys in prison. 
Does that make sense? Like, do you see what I'm saying? How can we say we're reaching out to somebody if we're not going where they are or if we're afraid to go where they are or if we're making excuses about what's going to happen to us if we go where they are? It's like we're we're not we're not being light in a dark world if if you're afraid of the darkness. Right? It's the darkness that should be afraid of the light. But what we're doing is we're afraid of them just as much as they're afraid of us. So we're not reaching anybody. And then we pat ourselves on the back when the children of the of the members who've already been going to the church, we pat ourselves on the back when they come. Well, they're supposed to come because they're already members of the church. So we pat ourselves on the back. Oh man, we had a great time with our youth. And, and, and it's always a special event when the youth get involved, right? When we do something for the, for the kids, it's like, it's always something special. And, and it's not even about because of the change that it that took place in the children, it's like an ego thing that we do for ourselves. Like we we pat ourselves on the back because yeah, you know, let's check that let's check that box that we were able to get something done that involved you. All right, now back to back to the grown-ups, back to the adults, back to the real stuff. Oh man! So the young man, you know, he asked me, so okay, well, well, what would you do? And I said, well. I don't play that game. I wouldn't play that game at all. And he was like, well, what do you mean? I was like, I realized that if the church is afraid to reach out to the youth, then I can't, I can't, I can't use the church to reach out to the youth. If everybody's afraid of them, if the church is afraid to reach out to inmates, then I can't use the church to reach out to inmates. I'll reach them through another venue, through another way, through another approach. You see what I mean? Like we have to be so, so, so intent on what our motive is that we don't, um, that we don't power away from what we're supposed to be doing based on some excuse that's really just based in fear. Right. If you're scared, just say that rather than trying to say, oh, man, well, you know, this is an excuse and that is an excuse. And this is happening now, you know, and you know, well, we can't necessarily do that. That's really when it boils down to it. You know, again, it's about stroking our own ego. And I said, you can't be so set on your own agenda, which is your little church event. You can't be so set on your agenda that you confuse the reason or forget the reason why you're really doing it. But sometimes our agenda is to do what we've always been doing, right? I'm going to have a youth event at the church knowing no one's going to come. But, you know, you know, thank God if they do. Well, you know. Young man, you know, his quick response was, well, you know, it's not about the masses. It's about that one. I was like, no, it's not. It's not about that one. You said you're trying to reach the youth. You didn't say you were trying to reach a youth. You didn't say you were trying to reach one person. You said you're trying to reach the youth in the community. 
so reaching. You know what I mean? Like stretch your hand out and reach for them rather than just calling from afar and hoping that they'll hear you. We gotta get over ourselves, man. If we're gonna really see some change, we gotta get over ourselves. That's that's the one issue, or not the one, but it's a it's a real big issue that I have with with religious-minded people. You know, we're we're steady trying to do the same old things, regardless of if it works or not, and we're expecting a different results. If I just keep doing it, then you know it'll work this time, or if I just do it with this person, or this person does it, you know. But we're gonna do the same old things. No, man, that's not happening. That's not going to work. It's not going to work, and it hasn't worked. You know, it's we're probably three or four generations in now that the that youth are dropping off from our churches. For the last three or four generations, young people have increasingly stopped coming to church. That should say something. That should say that we should at some point just get in our minds or just accept the fact that we're not that interesting to them <laughs> or we're, we're however we're doing it is not for them all right so we have to switch it up we got to do something we got to be intent you know and we got to be able to put our own agenda down even if you can't get them to confess christ or or join the church or whatever if it's really about reaching them and saving their life or keeping them from getting in trouble or whatever, whatever, then find a way to do that first rather than trying to build your church membership or trying to build a, a specific ministry or all this ego stroking stuff that we do. No, make it about them and take no credit for it and, and stop doing it under the banner of this church or this ministry so that you can show the community and show the world what you're doing. If it's really about them, that stuff wouldn't matter. If it's really about them, you wouldn't even wait on the church. All right, but let me know what you think. I'm, I'm, I'm eager to hear some feedback on this. I wanna know what you think, man. Are we gonna really take responsibility and clean up this mess that we made? Or are we gonna just say, you know what? Um, you know, let's leave it to God and God will fix it and we just keep on doing what we've been doing. All right. So look, you can reach us via Facebook at LWL Institute. That's the at sign LWL Institute. Or um, you can reach me on my other page at J Baker LWL. That's at J Baker LWL on Facebook. Um, or you were now on Instagram at LW or at Life Without Limits um, Institute at Life Without Limits Institute. You can reach us on, on Instagram or you can just email me at lwlmasterclass at gmail.com. lwlmasterclass at gmail.com. And let me know what you think. I'm eager to hear some of your opinions and some of your thoughts. And until then, we'll pick you up next time. All right. Peace out.